From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 391, for the week of January 11, 2015. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by my good friends Nancy Johnson, Mary Jamalata Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this segment we begin our Universal Studios Hollywood 101 series and I think we're going to talk about a little bit of basics and then cover the upper lot. Uh, so where should we start Mary Jo? Mary Jo and I went the other day and checked everything out. Uh, let's start it with ticket prices. I was going to say, let's start with the tickets. Or, or why don't we start with how to get there? Okay, how do we get there? Uh, we take the, the best way to get there by cars, taking the 101 freeway and getting off at Universal so, Studios. But how do you get to the 101? Five north to 101. There you go. Well, West, if you're right? going from the Disneyland yeah, if you're Resort. you're coming from Disneyland. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't we be coming from Disneyland? I was just making sure people knew that the 101 isn't at Disneyland. You have to go on the five north to the 101. Yep. And Maybe Tom, you actually drove there it first, and then finishing at Disney. Anyway, just saying, Tom, you were yeah, mentioning I, I, when you drove I from the made Disney the drive. Um, it was a Saturday morning, and it only took me what did I say for like forty minutes, thirty-five, forty minutes. You, you said that's exactly what you said. Yeah, and then and you enjoyed yeah. seeing some of the sights along the way. Yeah, you got you get you pass by the Hollywood sign, you pass by the Capitol Records building, you go through downtown LA, so it's it's kind of cool. And you also passed by, by the, the Griffith model for the Tollywood Terror Hotel. Yep. And the Griffith Park Tower. Observatory. Mm-hmm. There you go. They're they're very close to the 101 freeway, which is also called the Hollywood Freeway. And there were uh, Siri pointed me at one exit, and the street signs pointed me at a different exit. So there are a couple different options as far as as where you get off on the freeway. So let me tell, um, just say those really quickly. There's yeah. the Universal Studios exit, and there's Lancashire. Yep. If you get off on Lancashire, that's going to put you at a parking structure that's specifically set in the area for the studios. If you get off on the Universal Studios exit, you're going to get off and park in an area that'll give you access to City Walk first, and then right. Universal Studios. Yep. And we both parked in the City Walk area, which proved. Um, for me, that I prefer that location rather than the Lancashire location. Yeah. Uh, but if you go into the hotels or something like that, then you want the the Lancashire. Right. And well, parking was seventeen dollars, or if you want preferred parking, it's twenty five dollars. A little bit more expensive than Disneyland. I think Disneyland is still sixteen, right? No, it's seventeen. It's seventeen. Okay, yeah. so it's on par. They, they keep up with each other. <laughs> so tickets. $92, which is basically what Disneyland is, for a one-day pass. But then you get, at this point, you get all of 2015 for free, barring any blockout days. Right. Um, so you get an annual pass, basically, for a, a what, we'll call it like a deluxe annual pass or something like that, for $92. Which is good if you go earlier in the year. I would say mm-hmm. even up through April or May. Right. And if you're going to go back, especially for mm-hmm. people who make multiple trips to this area. Yep. 
Um, even the even the twelve month with blockout with no blockout days is not bad. It's one thirty nine. That's what I have. Yeah, and then the premium star pass, which is no blockout days, free parking, priority studio tour boarding, is one seventy nine. Um, those two, the one thirty nine and the one seventy nine, is a special price going on right now. So those are subject to change. And those and are only are- available online, correct? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I I would think you can get them at the at the gate. I know it says that discounted offer is not available at the front gate oh, ticket booths. Okay, and then of course they offer special things like the VIP tour, which is what a couple hundred bucks. But they also offer front of the line pass, um, which is hard to predict how much it's going to be because it could be <laughs> anywhere from forty seven dollars to ninety seven dollars, depending yeah. on the day of the year and how busy the park is is it how consistent is that like is it like a like you know blackout dates like hey okay, saturdays during the summer it'll be this price or is it hit and miss or does it fluctuate like if what a cert- day did we go mary joe we went on the third of january i believe we went we on the sunday 90- after we paid 97 dollars yep but i'm looking at at for right now for february and march it's showing uh 40 uh 57 and 67 dollars Okay. It's pretty seasonal from what I gathered from yeah. the way I experienced paying for it in Florida. But like so when I'm I, sure they do the same policy here. But well, it's very with, fl- with, it fluctuates, though, because when, when I went in October, it was right. $47. So, Right. It's ba- it's still based on seasonal. Like, all summer, it's marked up. Yeah. It also depends on crowd... Um, when What the crowd is. If for some reason, like, let's say President's Weekend... There's a the crowd prediction is high. They will raise the price when we m- asked them if they could give us a, a steady. If they were so vague. They were. They would not commit to anything. They would not commit to a price or times. They said it depends on the day and it can it can change. So if let's say Friday they've told you th- you're looking online and you see that there's one price. If Saturday tends to turns out to be a really busy day. They will up the price. That was my question. Was if so? It does fluctuate based. Yes. I mean, if you buy and, it online, I'm sure you're, you're yeah. locked in. But but they'll run into the, the park, and then they'll run out. Correct. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, they also had different tiers because we saw some for all day, and we saw uh, after two p.m., and we saw another one for after four p.m. But it was what three or four o'clock, and they weren't selling those yet on Correct. that particular day. So, I would say. Now, this is going to change also because because we were afraid that if we waited, we wouldn't get any, they would run out. So we got them when we first got there. But when we first got there, without going into detail, we didn't need them until later. So I would say to, I I don't know if you, you, if you're not into hedging your bets, et cetera, and and you're not afraid of them running out, I would wait until 2 p.m., and get either 2 p.m. or 4 p.m. if you're able to go on the attractions um, without a large wait in the morning. I mean, if that's my because, personal. And we didn't get there till after nine. Uh, park opened at eight. I when I looked online, it said the park was opening at nine, but the park opened at eight. If we had gotten there at eight, we probably could have gotten everything done without the front of the line pass. I agree with you. 
I think we could. I mean, we would have had, had, been we a had a, we would have had a, a wait or two for some of the lower level stuff, but we probably could have got it all done. Mm-hmm. I think we actually entered the park around nine thirty, Tom. By the time we okay. got into the park, by the time I had to go back and get my, well, I wasn't going to mention car. anything. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right, so let's. We're going to talk about. Is there anything in more in general stuff we need to talk about, Mary Jo? Um, sure. When you first get there, they do have package. Um, cert, they do search your package. is a little bit different than Disneyland. They basically just have these permanent stands um, that all the guests have to go through, and you funnel into the entrance to the park. So you have to show your your bags to the security over there, and they have a they have announcements going on that kind of direct people if to help people buy their tickets. So if you want to get an annual pass, they have announcements what line to get into. If you want to get daytime pass, they have announcements talking about that and also the VIP. They have an information booth for people who aren't sure what they want to get. And all of this is before you even get into Universal Studios. And and if you've purchased online and printed it out and you have the barcode, you don't have to wait in line. You can go directly to the turnstiles. Just like at the Disneyland Park. Yep, exactly. So I thought that was kind of helpful because if you mm-hmm. didn't know what to do or, or what options were available to you, you could ask. And all over the park, they have people doing that. I mean, it's not like voices in the sky. It's somebody sitting there with a microphone just doing announcements and information. And there's mm-hmm. somebody outside. There's somebody um, right on the inside. There's somebody down by the the tram tour. And just it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I have a question. The, yeah. the VIP experience, is that similar to you know the having your own tour guide at Disneyland? It's a little bit different. There's a dedicated shuttle, I'll call or a de- dedicated bus. Trolley. So or trolley. Bus, yeah. Okay. And so when you, I think at Disneyland the VIP ex- limits um, ten people at the most. If if it's still the same, it might be six. I'll say six to ten people at the most. Whereas the shuttle, I think, fits a lot more than that. I'll say twenty people. But in it the does shuttle. give. But it does give you front of the line access and different things on the on the tram tour that normal tram tour wouldn't wouldn't do. Yeah, it's it's kind of like behind. It's kind of like the ABD, the Universal Studios ABD version of a tour, because they do take you to places that the normal ordinary visitor like us wouldn't be able to have access to. And you get you get to get off the tram in certain backlot areas and. Actually, go into some sta- sound stages, into some working sound stages. Oh, okay. If you're really into that that kind of thing, I would recommend the VIP tour. And if you're only going to spend one day at Universal Studios and would like to see more than what the average tourist sees, then that would be a really good option. All right. So you so we get into um, Universal Studios inside the gate, and there is. Well, on the right side, what guest relations type type of places, and then left side is shopping, and we'll call it the main street type area. It's all it's all shopping, uh, mostly right. Yes. Asia? Yeah. It's when a, you yeah, when you different. first walk in, and and yeah, photo there's, opportunities. Photo opportunities. There's uh, um, basic Universal merchandise. Um, there's also a uh, cartoon cartoons. Uh, 
store with uh, cartoon character merchandise. There's a candy shop. Um, There's a shop that's what, what we would rec- we would um, relate to the Emporium that has a little bit of everything mm-hmm. in it. Right, right. And Mary Jo, I figured out what that that construction was. Okay. That used to be the um, Terminator. The no, what's that? Oh, the haunted house walkthrough. The haunted house walkthrough and the Blues Brothers stage. And what are they doing with it? It's going to be more shopping. Okay. So. All right. So, which way should we go? Counterclockwise or clockwise or just random? Let me see. We go down the street. Let's let's go clockwise. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're going to the left. Um, yes. There's a couple areas that are kind of remind me of the streets of America at Disney Hollywood Studios. They're just facades, basically. There's there's some some food in them, but there's like a uh, a it's, UK street, and there's a French uh, um, yeah, like a Parisian a, street. A Parisian I really, street. Mm-hmm, I really and like both that area. of those lead to Super Silly Funland. Uh, so that's. Um, if you go down the down either of those streets, you head to soup. We'll come back and talk about food later, but uh, major attractions going that way is the Despicable Me Minion Mayhem. Um, how should we describe that? It's is that one, that one's three D, right? There's a lot of three D in this park. Yeah. There's a lot of three D in this park, yeah. and a lot of love a attraction. lot of motion simulator. So I would that I would liken that one to Star Tours, in that you're. In a large audience type um, situation, mm-hmm. but you're on a pad that it's, fits four seats. So there's four yeah. seat pads. So you, you're the entire audience isn't moving together like at Star Tours, but each row of four seats moves with the with the film. And the first time we went in there, I didn't even notice there were other people. <laughs> sitting around us i was so engrossed in the in the story and the action happening around us that i didn't notice and then when tom and i went on there again i was like oh there's there's a whole bunch of other people in here with us well didn't that used to be the that used to be like for the flintstones and other types of attractions before that that's what that theater was designed I think for that was i remember seeing trans oh, i no, thought it was terminator the, yeah i thought it was the terminator 2 yeah, it was the terminator 2 no it's it what it is is the stages the the individual motion units are more designed kind of like a motion floor um for like honey i shrunk the audience only because they're small sectionals it's like a moving couch yeah kind of type of thing and the whole theater um, my girls actually described it as if you have the Minion uh, Minion Rush app on your phone, it's a live version of the Minion Rush game. It's basically the, the Gru has a new device that's going to turn you into a minion. And so. Yep. And fun ensues. Um, how and intense is it? Say that again. How intense is Not it? Not very. Not okay. That's going to be it's my more visually. That's going to be my question like you, for all of these attractions. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, it's not intense at all, Michael. But if you're prone to vertigo, that it might not be the best option. If you get IMAX motion, if you have, get motion sickness in an IMAX. Oh, okay. 
um, then you might get motion sickness in this. I think this would be a good time to talk about Mary Jo. The lines and the grouping situation at Universal Studios Hollywood. This is you're going to find it unlike Disneyland. Um, it, it seems like there's a lot of unnecessary grouping and line, extra lines and extra rooms and 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 at this particular attraction, it just didn't work. Um, you were in a line of what eight people, and you go into the room and nobody knows where they're supposed to go. Yeah, it was really weird. It it wasn't a clear direction, and so people would end up getting split up just because yeah. they weren't, um, they didn't know exactly where to go yeah. once you got out of the line. So when you what you do is when you go in, they ask how many are in your party, and then you see um, railing. That separates different lines. Right. And then they assign you to a different line. And then you walk in, just like you do for Star Tours. You go from the line to the pod room. But here, there's no near clear deline delineation of where you're supposed to go. So you just kind of figure it out as you walk to it. The room was pretty cool, though. They had, yeah. the, they had some things hanging as we waited for the... Oh yeah, for the movies. So Lots of I, detail in the in the in the pre 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 show areas. And I like that it was inside too. Once you get over there, um, so if it's raining outside or if it's hot, because it it does get really hot over at the Universal Studios area. Um, th there's you're not going to get overheated. They've done right. pretty well with their shading. So let's talk about the rest of that area. There's also a. Dumbo type ride called Silly Swirly. Well, first of all, let's say that yeah. when you come out of the the attraction, <laughs> um, they've I think they've taken a a page out of the Disney book and it mm -hmm. opens up you empty out into a shop yep. that sells all kinds mm -hmm. of things from Despicable Me. And there was a minion when we came out the first time. There was a minion there meeting people. Right. So you could have a meet and greet with the, one of the minions inside the shop. Or you could just go shopping. And then when you leave the shop, you come out into the play area that Tom's talking about. Which is Super Silly Funland from the movie. Yeah. That's where they win the unicorn. <clears throat> so there's there's a couple of games there to play for money. Um, there's the Silly Swirly that's just a spinny ride. Kind of like and Dumbo, then, you said. Yeah, right? kind of like Dumbo. And there's a water play area and a dry play area. So pack your and swimsuit. It was cold, but yeah. shoot, that now, water there was changing going. Rooms by yeah, there, there are, are changing, changing rooms. rooms. Yes. Okay. So I thought that was really nice that they had that because you know kids, kids are going to want to play in the water, and there was a lot of water in this area to play. So keep that in mind, Michael, when you take Lexi. Okay, <laughs> I will. All right, so now we're heading back to the center of the upper lot into, um, we'll call it, it's called the Universal Plaza. And it's just kind of the, the hub. Uh, while we were there, it was it was themed to the, the Grinch because it's Christmas time. But normally that area is used as kind of a gathering place and a meet and greet place. Um, when I was there back in October, they had several times throughout the day, they'd bring in half a dozen different vehicles loaded down with characters. Um, you know, the classic uh, 
Dracula and Frankenstein characters. Talking SpongeBob, Scooby Doo, and uh, Scooby Doo and Shaggy. Uh, Doc Brown from from uh, Back to the Future. Uh, just all kinds of different. They had like um, classic movie stars, like a, a Marilyn Monroe type of type of character, and a, you know Frankenstein and yeah, all of that stuff. So you'd watch watch the watch the show schedule for that because it's kind of cool because you can just see all these different characters all in one spot. Um, all right, so what else is on the upper lot? Oh, uh, the right Simpsons? by the Universal Plaza, you have the animal. The you have some oh, yeah. shows and you animal talk about actors. Those shows? Is, oh heck yeah! Okay. Um, animal actors is one of my favorite shows, and they have okay. animals that are well trained and is interactive with the audience. And um, if you time it right, you can go to the different shows and just follow the crowd and not waste mm-hmm. your time waiting for a long time. Right. This was um, on the day that we went, it was kind of crowded at Universal Studios, so the shows were filling up quickly. Right. But I like the animal actors when they have a beside, they, they usually get small children or they'll have like a bird go out into the audience and take a dollar bill out of your hand and then take it back to you and stuff like that. So if you like to see animals and, and go to the interactive shows, get there a little bit early so you can situate yourself, but any seat will work over there. And I, that has been one of my favorites ever since I was a young girl and going to Universal Studios. And then they have another show right next in to a that. large building right next to that, like Tom said, called the Special Effects Stage. And this is right next to the escalators that'll take you down to the lower lot. And this has uh, just um, basic um, the technology and the secrets of how they do the special effects. Right. And this was really popular. They were they were selling out of this one mm-hmm. um, quite quickly, right, Tom? When right. And I got I got to see this back in October, and I mean they they've they are kind of acknowledged in the show that a lot of what they're doing is outdated now because of of uh, CG. So they they do some green screen stuff and they do a little bit of, of special effects. But so the history of special it's effects. It's almost maybe? <laughs> the history of, nowadays. It's almost the history of special effects. Well, and we still see a lot of these movies, so it's nice to see how the movies were made. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. All right. Should we talk about the Simpsons? Yeah. There's a whole Simpsons area, and I believe that area is expanding. Um, they before you even get to the ride, there are. Half a dozen uh, carnival games, plus a Simpsons shop loaded with every Simpsons merchandise you could imagine, including huge donuts and Duff beer mugs. That was a pretty cool shop. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of things. My cousins love the Simpsons, so I saw so many things that if... if (laughs) Yeah, Mary Jo kept tweeting... Yeah, texting. I kept sending them pictures of the things I saw in the shops, and they were. So again, the the ride itself is another motion simulator. This time, it's what it's again eight people, right? Yes, and this is one that was a little bit more confusing than the Despicable Me in that they had us go again into lines of people, um, and (laughs) And again there were railings to separate us. Yeah, Yeah, there were several, and then. Once we were in those lines inside, then they assigned us two rooms. And so they put us eight people just like, to a just, room. Every time it was like an extra step that didn't need to be done. It just. Well, 
I think we should remind people, though, that one of the things and one of the reasons it's done like that and it's built like that is because this used to be the Back to the Future attraction. What does that have to do with it? Where you went through... Well, the way the queue was set up, they had to prep you for the time machine. Okay. To prep you to go into the DeLorean. And so, like, Disney has moved you into, like, separate attract you know separate areas where they've given you like a little spiel in an elevator or given you you know little details for like your vehicle it's kind of like when they move you into the library in tower yeah. of terror yeah. so you get the rod serling video so that was kind of like this was so they what they would do is they would split you into that room just the people going into your yeah. vehicle so this is kind of uh soren I'm trying to think. No. I, I think it's also like Star Tours, but like Nancy said, you're sitting in individual vehicles. You're in individual vehicles, but it's a huge screen like Sora. Yes, and that's the way it was with Back to the Future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But is your you were in the DeLorean but, car? But you don't even then. you don't even realize there's eight other eight other vehicles in the same room with you. Right. It's, it's pretty clever how they did it. Yeah. So when you're in the room, it gives you, you know, there has to be a safety spiel. It's pretty funny how they um, have it in the Simpson ride. And then the door opens and you figure out how you're supposed to sit in the vehicle, four in the front, four in the back. If you're going to sit in the back, if for me, you know, being five foot, I always prefer sitting in the front. So I'm not looking at heads in front of me. But you really can see, you're, you're in the action regardless of whether you sit in the front or the back. And I think if you sit in the back, you also have a, a you're, you're more in, into the attraction because you're not looking at the other cars to the side of you or you're not looking at outside the screen. So the first time we went, I was against the, I sat in the back against the wall. Excuse me, the car doors, they're up when you first walk in. Once you get inside the car, the doors come down just like the DeLorean did. So that part of the attraction remained the same. They don't, you're not thinking that you're in a DeLorean. It's totally Simpsons. And then once everybody gets in the car, the car actually raises up and then you're in the, in the, in the attract, in the adventure of the Simpsons. And this kind of reminds me what I went on this with my cousins a long time ago. My cousin thought we were actually moving. She did not realize <laughs> that we were stationary the whole time. So it's it's really well done. Even though you're now in a cartoon instead of Back to the Future. I, I th- Now, is it still as intense as it used to be when it was Back to the Future? Because when it was Back to the Future, one of the things people used to complain about was that it was very nausea-inducing. Yeah, it's the same, Nancy. It still has the same movements. I didn't consider it jerky. Mm -mm. Yeah, I thought it was really smooth. When they changed it, so when they changed it to the Simpsons, they at least improved the hydraulics. Yeah, and that I I will say yes, but you're you're at an amusement park, so you're going on simulated roller coasters, etc., and you're going through a crazy adventure. So your car is going to move. You are going to bank to the right, left, go down, go up. Um, and all kinds of stuff. Well, you know, some people think, oh, you know, it's The Simpsons. It's a cartoon. I can take my kids on it. It's nothing scary on it. Yeah, okay. No, I mean, because it's a cartoon, it's inherently not scary. 
unlike having, oh, say, a T-Rex come at your right. DeLorean. Yeah. And they um, say that it's a virtual roller coaster, so expect it to be like a roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. And it's so much fun. I mean, I, I yeah. I've, haven't watched I, The Simpsons in forever, and, you know, there, there are some inside Simpsons jokes, but a lot of it is inside theme park jokes, which for us makes it really amusing. <laughs> I thought it was one of the best rides I've ever been on. I did go on it probably 10 years ago, but it was like you were in the cartoon. Like yeah. it was great. Like it was amazing. I thought, I don't, I don't know if now 10 years later, it still feels the same way, but I remember that when I first went on it, it just made and, me laugh. Yeah. And I'm not what I don't, I never watched the Simpsons. But but I still enjoyed the attraction a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not only for the people who have seen the cartoon. Right. And, of course, as you exit, there's a gift shop and also a meet and greet where you can meet Homer and the Simpsons. Marge and Bart. Yep, all of them. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Okay, what's next? Uh, the tram tour is next, but I think oh. since we talked a lot about getting there and tickets let's hold the tram tour for the lower lot okay we can talk about shrek yep we'll get to that in a second okay. since most of the tram tour is on the lower lot anyway or down down lower anyway so let's talk about shrek well no let's talk about the big elephant in the room or the big castle in the room that's coming <gasps> yeah. to universal studios hollywood which is the wizarding the world of what? harry potter it's gonna be big yes Yep. We could see when we were in the um, uh, the queue for Shrek, we could see part of, you know, um, Hogwarts Castle mm-hmm. would exist now. And it looks amazing. The The attention to detail is going to be so good. I'm so excited. And we have to now, wait. Yep. Now, have you any of you been on it in Orlando? Yes. I have. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Tony, have you? Nope. Okay. So Tony will be now that one's Michael? that is intense. No, not yet. Okay, yeah, that one is definitely intense. It's um, for me who has issues with going on those rides. I did find that taking two Dramamine in the morning really <laughs> helped. Universal is very much a Dramamine park yeah. for me. That's the only way I made it through the Spider-Man attraction. I noticed that there were a lot of 3D um, adventures at Universal yeah. Studios. Yep. So yes. if you have an issue with that, then you might want to rethink the park or what kind of ticket you're going to get for that for the yeah. those days there. All right, so let's talk about Shrek 4D. Um, this is your basic 3D show with actual... Actually, no, it's not 3D because it's got motion simulator. It's, it's 4D. It's 4D. The closest one would be Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, yeah, but not quite. Not quite, because you're not mo- the whole theater's not moving. It's individual pods, again, of seats that are moving. Uh, I don't know. It was it was okay. I really enjoyed it. And there's okay. the pre-show, you know, when you're waiting to go the in. The pre-show is excellent. Yeah, they had... Actually, Donkey was inside, whereas Tom had said that before Donkey was outside. But they had... an. I'll say an animatronic donkey that was operated by, um, I keep well, wanting want to call them cast members. Yeah, I don't. it wasn't an animatronic, I don't think. A life-size was puppet Was it a then? puppet? Yeah, it was a puppet, yeah. 
but he's life size and yeah. he's talking to everybody who's waiting mm-hmm. and he was very entertaining and yes. the person who was donkey had the uh, voice down uh really well so i i had fun listening to his his interaction with the crowd and then they had the pigs hit um trapped up on top in pinocchio and mm-hmm. And they also are part of the pre-show before you go in to see Shrek. So that was fun, seeing that. I had never seen it before. And Nancy, you said you had? Yeah, we saw it when it originally opened up. Because keep in mind, I'm the closest of all of us to the park. So we used to go early on before things started changing. Well, before we had kids and then realized that we couldn't really do Universal with kids with (laughs) small children especially right um and yeah it was really fun when it opened up when shrek was still a fresh property and i really enjoyed it i thought it was very creative um i enjoyed this the way the motion of the theater enhanced the movie And I thought it was a next step up from what I had seen at Disney at the time. This is, of course, before PhilharMagic um, being the last generation of this. But when Honey, I Shrunk the Audience was still popular. You could see where they took cues from Honey, I Shrunk the Audience and then um, moved forward. Now, I imagine that technology... Tom, I can see where maybe you thought it was kind of eh because that technology was... A little outdated now. Yeah, well, and and just the storyline and and yeah. And, uh, I mean, they've moved forward with that property. I'm not that big of fan, a Shrek fan in the in the first place, so that maybe yeah. clouding my view. Okay, and and I really enjoyed Shrek, so maybe that has something to do with mm-hmm. it. Yep. Um, okay, so then the other show that is on the upper lot is Waterworld. And that show has oh, really? been there for, what, 30 wow. years? Jeez. Yeah. It's been there for a long yeah. time. But it's a fun it's interesting. adventure you- show. Yeah. yeah, and you can actually see it from the hotels. If you have a room in the right spot at the sh- at the Sheridan, you can actually watch it out your window. Huh. But again, th- this be sure you uh, watch your seats where you're sitting. There are wet areas. Mm-hmm. That- so it's great on a hot day. So. Yeah. And they will make sure you get wet, if, especially if you look like you don't want to get wet. Then <laughs> um, this is well, you know, basically the story of, of Waterworld, and there's uh, there's boats and um, jet skis and all kinds of different things going on. The stunts on. are really good. Yeah, yeah, and that's probably and why I can see why it's still there. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's still there because it's a very well produced show. It's so much better than lights action, lights oh, yeah. action motors adventure yeah. down in yeah. Florida. Well, again, you have to think of the the base of the talent mm-hmm. in this area. Yeah. Yep. All right, so let's talk. Uh, did we miss any of the character interactions, Mary Jo? Up um, on, no, not up at this time. Okay. Because, like you said, Whoville was in the middle. The children's water play area is still or play area is still up there, right? Right, that's or the one. They remove that. The are you talking about is... in the kids area, Nancy, or is this different? Yeah. Yes, it's the... there, and they have changing rooms. No, at the, at the Super Silly Funland is the only kids area. Okay, so they took the older 
the older play area and converted it then. Yeah, they must have, because it's not... Okay. Yeah, that's... That was themed to, like, Nickelodeon-type stuff. All of that's gone. Years ago. Yeah. Yeah. There Um, were a lot of changes since the last time I was there. I'm I'm not going to talk about them, because there's a lot of changes. So if Tom and I have not mentioned it, it's not there. (laughs) Exactly. Well, you know what's funny about that park is it's really been evolving. Mm Mm-hmm over the years and for some people they they go there and they say you know i've done this once okay you know i did it 20 years ago how much different can it be right and they don't advertise a lot of their change they're not near as vocal about their change even on um commercials and stuff here you know and advertising they have billboards up but they're not Huge. And like you said, Nancy, they change a lot. I will say one of the things yeah. I did like um, walking around in the areas are all the different opportunities for photos um, that are movie related. When you first walk in, they have a real nice, I don't think it's a fountain, but it's a statue uh-huh. that looked really pretty. And of course, when we went, everything um, was decorated differently. But when you go into what Tom and I were calling the Parisian area, the, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. they had um, director chairs and other um, instruments that they use in the movies that you could actually sit on and take pictures. Yeah. That's the one thing I do like about Universal is for adults, there's a lot of, how do I want to put it? There's a lot of portable nostalgia. Uh-huh. You know, there's things you can interact with. There's um, props. There's vehicles. Yeah. There's. Right, Joe, talk about the in the tons in of the stuff. British area in the UK area. Um, that little girl. Do you remember that? I'm trying to remember the little girl in the. She was. Oh, talk- the one that was. No, you have to talk about it. Okay, she was talking to the. Um, the guards. What are they called? The royal guards. Oh, he was so funny. Yeah, it was the a change. Yeah, no, 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 it was no, a no. changing of the guard. So he was. Oh, cool! He was standing at attention, and she was trying to engage him. And he was, you know, he—they're not supposed to talk. But I, I don't remember what she said to him. But he was she trying said, so hard not to smile. She said something about, "I'm going to come back and take a picture with you later." Yeah, because she was asking him questions and he wasn't responding. And, he, and not I think to his talk. response was, "We'll see about that." Yeah. <laughs> something to that I, effect. It was funny. Yeah, it was so cute. But he was standing guard to something. Yeah, he was over just there. standing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he was in full uniform and everything. That so was, it was just like streetmosphere, really basically. Yes. Also, let's talk about streetmosphere as you come in. In the, I think it's like the the building that has the candy shop. There's a couple uh, cast members up in the windows yelling down at people. As oh, if they were fun. As if they're in New York City and just yelling, yelling, at, yelling out the window at people. It was totally and, fun. Yeah, it was fun, and and they, I, you know, just waved to one, and she talked to Tom and me. Yeah. Um, as as we walked past, and right below them, or just past them, was a gentleman on a on a microphone that Tom had mentioned at the beginning of the show, that was just talking about everybody walking past, giving directions where to go for this or that, or you know. Wait times and. But he was also thing. very there's, entertaining. There's another thing. There's boards all over the place with the wait times, so you don't have to actually go to an attraction to find out what the wait time is going to be for it. 
And there were also interactive maps that you could um, press if you had a question about one of the attractions that explained the attraction. And they had the maps in different languages, too, over there. That's a big difference from the last time we were there. So let's talk a little bit about food. We didn't try a lot, but talk a little bit about food. Um, Upper Lot is where your uh, majority of your food locations are, just to compare the list. This is this is restaurants and and like little counter service things. There are thirteen locations in the upper lot, and four in the lower lot. So if you if you want to eat, you probably want to do it in the upper lot. Some of the highlights that we saw, um, the menu at was it Gru's Lab Cafe? Yeah, that one looked really good. Um, if you want burgers, there's uh, Mel's Diner, um, other and a couple other locations for burgers. There's a Pink's Hot Dogs. On property, so if you're if you're looking for a classic classic Pink's hot dogs, you can get that inside Universal Studios. Uh, what we did find was there wasn't a lot of seating. It was all outdoor. Yeah, it was all outdoor. Mm-hmm. We were looking for just a place to like sit down and eat, or you know, and, and that could be an issue later in the summer when it's excruciatingly surface of the sun hot there. Yeah, worse than Orlando. Yeah. You said there was one that you liked, which was the Luigi's. What was it called? It's Louis Pizza Louis. and Pasta. Louis Pizza and Pasta, yeah. That's one that we typically would eat at in the earlier days, but because of the construction, it was just and it was crowded by that time. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to wait in line and and look for some place to eat because some of the seating was behind walls. Yeah, and we, yeah. we just it was just too much. But the Gru's um, Lab Cafe had. Some good nachos, and to me, it seemed like they had the they had like best. roasted roasted chicken, and yeah, they had yeah. the best variety of yeah. food. I mean, everything else people. looked like burgers and fries and sandwiches and wraps, and uh, there was a mm-hmm. lot of sandwiches, a lot of pre pre packaged stuff. Almost everything was pre packaged. It seemed. Yeah. I think just the yeah. burgers and the and the um, pizzas and the hot dogs would not be, but everything else was pre packaged, right? All right. So, what else have we missed on the upper lot? Other just than the like different the stores. The okay. the it seemed that when depending on the area that we were at, the the stores in the area catered to that type. So, if we were mm-hmm. by Despicable Me, all the stores in that area catered to um, cartoons, let's say. And then when we were over by what area there was, uh, oh, it was. Mm, I'm trying to think of which shop that had uh, <laughs> a lot of the comics type stuff so that may have been on the well and there was a lower lot or there was a and there was a a interesting shop by by the two shows by the the animal show and the and the the special effects show that was like hollywood themed and it had movie t-shirts and things like that but not necessarily universal movies because they had some star wars stuff and some superhero stuff and the cartoons had things from all had um Motifs from all over. There was Hello Kitty. There was Betty Boop. Mm-hmm. A lot of, again, like Tom said, a lot of things that you would find in Hollywood that they sold there on the upper lot. Right. A lot of cool keychains and uh, the typical stuff. I like that they had beach towels that were themed. Um, there, as far as park attraction, they had things like King Kong. They were more movie related than there were park themed items, I thought. Although you could find park-themed items as far as T-shirts, 
um, and mugs, right? Keychains, stuff like that. Lots of merchandise and lots of different stuff. I mean, there was there was some repeat stuff, but then there were some stores where you could find. I saw like old ET ET stuff plush and um, they had some Shrek plush. Was a um, gingerbread gingerbread man plush and things like that. They, so, yeah, lots of Despicable Me plush. You know, it's so squishy. Yeah, or yeah what lots, is lots of lots of minions. <laughs> it's so fluffy. It's so fluffy. That one. Yeah. Yep. So uh, next time we will talk about the lower lot, the attractions there, and the food there, and the entertainment. Actually, no entertainment there. Uh, anyway, uh, and then other later, than the people. What's that? Looking at Other people, than the yes. people, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the four-hour journey down the escalator. Um, yeah. And what, we actually t- found out some information about that and how uh, wheelchairs are handled, so we'll share that with you next time, too. Uh, coming up later on, we'll talk about City Walk. Maybe that, that might be two episodes because there's so much going on there as well. Uh, anything we missed on the upper lot, Mary Jo? I don't think so. Okay, cool. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disney Island is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.